Welcome to the Hardwood Hogs Podcast Postseason Edition. Arkansas in the NCAA Tournament. Illinois on Thursday. Arkansas draws the 8 seed. Illinois the 9 seed team. And uh, you're matched up with, you know, if you get this win, you're going to be facing a really good Kansas team. With Grady Dick. You like Grady Dick, Jackson? Uh, yeah, he's a good basketball player. He's a really good shooter, all that, all that good stuff. Should be a fun matchup. We don't know if we're going to face Kansas yet. Well, got to understand there, yeah. there's been one, uh, 16 over one upset before can no longer just assume anything. That is, that is true, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it. Uh, but the odds are in your favor. Yes. Yes. Uh, on today's episode, we do have Doug Bush on from Orange and Blue News. He's going to give us some insight on Illinois. Uh, but before before we get to Doug Jackson, let's just talk about this because we haven't we haven't done a podcast since the SEC tournament. Um, let's just let's just talk about you know how the SEC tournament went, how we feel about this team going into this uh, first round game, the eight nine matchup. I think the eight seed is what we expected. Uh, that eight nine range is kind of how you felt you were going to be in. It was really just a matter of who are you going to be playing. There were about five or six teams. Uh, luckily, I wrote about Illinois. Unluckily, I was covering a baseball game at the same time as I was writing about Illinois, so I wrote Brad Underwood's name wrong. Louisiana Tech had a, a pitcher coming in with the last name Tompkins, so I, I wrote Brad Tompkins, and then I published the story without reading back through it. That's amateur hour right there. Yeah. Also, at the beginning of the interview with Doug, I I called uh, Illinois player Michael Meyer instead of Matthew Meyer. So just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I messed up. So if you hear it, I'm sorry. That's on me. It's Matthew Meyer. I know that. I just messed it up. It'd be a lot scarier if it was around Halloween, though. It would be. So, uh, Jackson, just your overall thoughts of Arkansas, you know, uh, after the one-on-one performance at the SEC tournament. If games were just the first half, Arkansas would be one of the best teams in the country. But then you know what they say about ifs, ands, and buts, whatever. And then the fact of the matter is games are 40 minutes or two halves, and Arkansas is a team that collapses in the second half and has all year. Uh, it's just the unfortunate reality that Arkansas fans have to deal with. Um, it's frustrating i would imagine you know if if you're a fan of the team and you're watching them play and you you see oh you're up 13 at halftime oh you're up nine at halftime oh you have another double digit second half lead what could possibly go wrong well uh, i think that marks five or six uh double digit second half leads that arkansas has blown now um this season not great um they're ample reasons that could be the case inexperience chemistry issues and lack of shooting not being able to defend without fouling in the second half not making free throws to close out games all these sorts of, of issues the sec tournament you know they played auburn they played well and it was almost as if a a, a start of a new season the team was reborn it looked good um and then against Texas A&M, kind of reverted back to their old ways. 13-point lead at halftime, and then a collapse, just 100% a collapse. You had a scoring drought. You had missed free throws. You had turnovers, a lot of fouls, just really bad basketball in the second half that gave the game away. Um, and so at this point, after the SEC tournament, you are essentially back to where you've been all season. And – 
you know, like we'll see Doug say in his portion of the interview, at this point of the season, you're you're in the postseason, you're in the NCAA tournament. Teams are what they are at this point. And Arkansas honestly just is what it is. And that's a good team, a very talented team that can't close out games. And I don't see that changing uh, for the postseason. I don't know what magic Eric Musselman could possibly uh, managed to work to change that uh, on a short turnaround for the NCAA tournament. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll watch the games, we'll cover the games, and we'll see what happens. So, I mean, but you look at this team, though, and you're like, I mean, if if everything, if they could, if they could play the way they play in the first half, or maybe, you know, play the way they played against Georgia and Florida, which are, I mean, two teams that were lower – I mean, at the bottom of the SEC, but those were games where you saw this team really click. If they could play like that, you know, they could beat any team in the country. If they could play like they did against Alabama, you know, down the stretch there in the second half where, you know, they're really fighting and clawing back and not giving up, I think Arkansas can match up with any team in the country. You know, it's just like, can you get that team? Can you limit those mistakes? Can you limit the, you know – you have a 10-point lead at halftime, and then by the first media timeout of the second half, it's gone. You know, that's what you have to fix. And, you know, I think against Illinois, you know, they Arkansas doesn't have the postseason experience that Illinois has, but I think that they have the, you know, they have the talent to match up. Um, I think they've got the better guard play. You know, the, there's, there's reasons that I think Arkansas will probably beat Illinois. But, you know, looking ahead, it's going to be tough, you know. So, um, just overall, Jackson, before we get to Doug, what is your final prediction? What is Arkansas going to do? Well, um, I think they get past Illinois in the first round. And then, honestly, I think the Kansas game is up in the air. Um, there are some things to like about the matchup there wait, for Arkansas. Wait. So you're saying that they're going to play Kansas after all that trouble you gave me earlier? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's kind of hypocritical, but okay. Hey, I told you the odds are in your favor. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, it's so, like one out of however many hundreds of times. Okay, I just I just want to throw that out there. So yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's 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 fine. I, I enjoy getting interrupted mid-thought. No, no biggie. All right. <laughs> no, uh... There are some things to like about the the matchup with Kansas, uh, if that is the matchup that Arkansas draws, if they get past Illinois. All these ifs today. Um, no, there, there are some things to like about that matchup. Arkansas is, you know, for the most part, a good defensive team. The, the metrics have said that all year. The eye test says it in a majority of circumstances. <laughs> I would say Arkansas is a very good defensive team when they don't have to worry about uh, getting beat off the dribble by a really quick guard. Um you know, uh, Kansas has some shooters, uh, not a ton of size. So, uh, and they have good athleticism. Still don't know about the whole Bill Self situation either. Uh, so, different variables in there. Um, I'll have an article uh, up today or tomorrow looking at uh, projecting Arkansas's actual field or potential in the field based on past Ken Palm research did it last year, going to do it again this year with updated numbers, all that sort of fun stuff. But I think at the very least they get to the round of 32. And then from there, it's anybody's guess right now. Um, 
say they do start to click and say they figure everything out. You know, they played 30 to 35 minutes of really some of the best basketball in the country against Alabama. Can they do that in the NCAA tournament? If they can, they could make the Elite Eight again. Uh, my money is on that not happening. Uh, just there's too large of a sample size uh, for them to collapse in the second half and not play a full game. So I would probably venture around to 32 or Sweet 16 is probably best case scenario. In in my own bracket that I posted last night on Twitter, I had Arkansas beating Kansas but losing to UConn in the Sweet 16. I think I think that's that's uh, something that I have in a bracket as well. I have I have like three brackets. Are you one of the the people that doesn't like that? You're only a one bracket guy. If I mean, there are so many different choices that if you just keep making endless brackets, eventually you're going to be right about something. You just pick your one bracket and just be done with it. What I do is I do three brackets every year. I do one serious like this is this is I'm picking this one based off of like this is what will probably happen. One where I pick a lot of upsets because. It's it's like I still sometimes I still take a favorite, but I take more upsets than you know the other one, and then the third one, I always do one where I where Arkansas wins it all, which ends up being my best bracket every year because I I don't know why, but that's why I do three. But if you don't like it, then you know maybe I'll stop. You know I want to make you happy. Yeah, I th- I think you should stop. I think you should just do one bracket. In okay. fact. I think uh, we should do a head-to-head bracket challenge, see who wins. Are you in the Hogbeat bracket group? I am not. I didn't know we had one. Dude, are you freaking kidding me? You're on the board. There's I've a... been covering the transfer portal. What do you want me to say? On the board, there's a there's a thread titled Hogbeat Annual Bracket Challenge. Hey, I, the only thing I've been looking at on the trough is our premium transfer board contact, transfer portal big board uh, content that I have been busting my hump providing for all of our good readers over at hogbeat.com. That's if you want to see all the inside information along with updates on current roster and everything else, you can subscribe to Hogbeat and follow the thread. But we have a free article this year that tracks every single person that's been contacted by Arkansas, which is up to 20 now. And I will be having my eyes and ears open for even more today and the next day and the next day and the next day. All right. Um, but yeah, if you join the bracket group, then that can be our head to head. Um, because I already have my bracket in there. So you good? You good? We good? All right, let's let's go to Doug. Doug, uh, he is going to provide us with some information on Illinois. Good stuff because we watched a lot more SEC basketball than Big Ten basketball this year. So here's Doug. We now welcome on a special guest. We have Doug Bouchon, the publisher of Orange and Blue News. That is the Illinois site in the Rivals Network covering the Illini. And that's who Arkansas is going to face off against on Thursday. Doug, uh, thank you very much for your time. First off, let's let's just start with it. How important is it going to be for Illinois to have the the advantage that it has in experience, postseason experience with, you know, guys like Terrence Shannon, uh, you got Michael Mayer, that guy, and they having those guys along with the you know the Illinois experienced guys who have also played in the postseason. 
that's way more experience than Arkansas has and really just one guy in Devo Davis who has played postseason basketball. You know, postseason experience is always important in the NCAA tournament. And maybe not as much as it has been in the past. So there's a lot of roster turnover now in college basketball. And Illinois does have the, the tournament experience, but they don't really have the experience as, as a unit. I mean, um, Terrence Shannon Jr. came from Texas Tech. He played in the NCAA tournament there. And um, uh, Matthew Meyer played in the NCAA tournament for the Baylor Bears. So they have the experience, but the, the team itself doesn't, hasn't really played. They lost a lot of players from last year's, last year's team, Kofi Coburn, of course, the All-American center. Uh, Brad Underwood's been there. It's the third year in a row for Illinois, and it would be the fourth year if not for COVID. But, but uh, you know, it, it is a factor, but I don't think it's really a huge factor tomorrow. So, Doug, looking at the Illinois roster, it looks like there's a lot of talent there. Obviously, there's a lot of talent on the Arkansas roster. We've seen on social media a lot of different people talking about this as one of the more underrated matchups in the first round. You know, Arkansas has a duo of potential lottery picks in the backcourt. How do you think Illinois' backcourt can match up with Anthony Black and Nick Smith? Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult because um, uh, Jaden Epps, their freshman point guard, he's been he's Hasn't played a lot lately. He was out with a concussion, still kind of getting back in the groove. We don't know if he's going to start tomorrow or if, or if he's going to come off the bench. They've been starting uh, R.J. Melendez at at, at uh, one of the guard spots. They've been playing Terrence Shannon Jr. a lot at the point. They've been playing Ty Rogers at the point off the bench. Uh, you know, I think the advantage, Arkansas in the backcourt. Um, you know, what's remarkable about this game is how similar those two teams are. You talked about the talent level. Both have a lot of talent. Both had some preseason expectations. Both rose in the polls. Illinois was as high as number sixteen, you know, back in back in December after they had some big wins over Texas and UCLA. But but never really got in the groove, you know, and, and never kind of lived up to those expectations. Had some hiccups during the season. Both teams did, and and uh, I think they're happy to be in the tournament. Happy to be at eight and eight and nine seeds. But but um, a chance for a new life. Uh, in the NCAA tournament and and um, you are what you are pretty much at this point but I think fans for both teams are still looking for these these two teams to reach their potential um I, I want to address the fact that I said Michael Mayer earlier I meant Matthew so I just want to throw that out there I didn't mean to do that uh I want to ask about this and this has been a big thing for Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman the, the toughness of the schedule in the SEC this season the, the SEC was really good this year uh, Arkansas had to play teams like Alabama twice, Missouri twice, ended up playing AM three times. Those are all tournament teams. So talk about the Big Ten and, and the challenge that that was for Illinois, maybe compared to what it has been in the past few years. It was a grind. I mean, they had some games that you didn't expect, lost twice to Penn State. Uh, they had they did have some big wins, um, but then they had some losses that you don't expect. And I, I think they're the not not just Illinois, but every team's looking forward to playing against an opponent that hasn't scouted them so heavily like Big Ten coaches have. And it, it gets to be a real grind. You're playing most teams twice. They know who you are. They know what you're good at. They know how to stop you. And, uh, I, you know, I think both of these two teams are looking forward to more freedom of movement, uh, you know, and a little bit more of the element of surprise against a non-conference opponent. You know, it, Illinois is really at its best when they're rolling downhill and grabbing and going off the glass and, and getting something going in transition, but just have not been able to do that during the Big Ten conference season because of scouting, because of transition defense, 
uh, and and it gets it does get to be a real grind, and you you don't really know what to expect in terms of flow. Uh, you know, when you when you throw two non-conference teams together in the tournaments, that's that's one of the the things that make the makes the game so hard to predict. You just don't know how, you know how it's going to flow and what what the tempo is going to be, and are are you going to get open shots? Or are you going to get transition baskets? So uh, that's some, definitely something to look for uh, early in the game is Illinois speeding things up and, and getting Terrence Shannon Jr. in the open court and, and getting some of those easy buckets. When you look statistically at both Arkansas and Illinois, on paper, they are almost identical across the board. You look at, you know, bad free throw shooting, uh, both teams forced turnovers, both teams really good at protecting the rim, defending in the paint. Neither team shoots particularly well from outside and so on and so forth. What do you think uh, really sets this game apart or where do you think the deciding factor will be for two teams that are so similar? But you're absolutely right. I'd also mention both teams don't often don't know what a good shot looks like. You know, watching a lot of tape on Arkansas, they're similar to Illinois. They throw up some threes. Illinois will throw up some contested threes early in the shot clock, which is really a frustrating thing for uh, Brad, Brad Underwood, you know, and I, I think uh, for Illinois, I think paint touches is going to be big for them. I think, I think they do have a little bit of an advantage with Dane Danger inside. I think they, they are a little bit, both you said both teams protect the rim. I think Illinois is just a little bit better at protecting the rim. They lead the Big Ten in block shots, one of the top ten teams in the country in in block percentage. So I think those those paint touches are going to be big for Illinois. So you can probably look for early in the game uh, Illinois coming down and posting up Dane Danger and trying to get something going inside. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, just the the overall size of, of of Illinois' roster. You know, up and down. This is a very long, very big team. You know, Arkansas they they bring some bigger guys. You got a point guard in Anthony Black who's six seven, but um, you know, down in the paint, Arkansas struggled, especially down the stretch and at this SEC tournament of um, they they were just you know kind of getting outmanned, and that that was a big thing against Alabama late in the season, Tennessee late in the season. Is that something that Illinois is capable of? And maybe is it something that you've seen from them where they're able to just out physical other teams and win the battle in the paint more often than not? When they're committed to it, uh, when, you know, when, when they do come down and post up danger, when they do and not, not just posting guys up, but driving to the rim too. you know, uh, Terrence Shannon, that's his game, taking it to the rim. RJ Melendez, same thing. He's, he's a slasher. He, he wants to go in and dunk the ball and get to the rim. Uh, Matthew Meyer. Now he's, He's six ten, but he takes a lot of threes. That's kind of his game, and he takes threes off the bounce. He takes them off the catch and shoot. Uh, you you definitely want to see him driving the ball a little bit more and getting in the paint. I think Illinois has a little bit of an advantage there, definitely. But they just haven't showed that they're consistently committed committed to it. Uh, you know, with the early threes in the shot clock. So, uh, you know, if if they do stick to it, if they don't. Uh, get away from it and get a little spooked if they have, uh, you know, if they get a few shots blocked or miss a few shots inside. So, you know, if they're, if they're committed to it, they do have a little bit of an advantage uh, around the rim, I think. Kind of keeping with the theme of, you know, front court play um, kind of expanding on a little bit, you know, Arkansas allows a decent amount of, of offensive rebounds and second chance points. And Illinois has been a pretty solid offensive rebounding team. Uh, it looks like uh, for most of the season, you have multiple guys who are hauling in more than uh, one offensive rebound a game. A few guys hauling in two plus. 
um, and generating those second chance opportunities. Um, do you think that's something that the Illini try to exploit against Arkansas? A little bit. They do have the length. That's a big advantage for them. They got length. There's times when, when uh, Terrence Shannon is the smallest guy on the court at six foot six for Illinois. You know, it depends on how much Eb, uh, Jaden Epps plays, but uh, you know, it, you have to kind of balance that. If it, you know, if you're going to crash the offensive glass, you give up a little bit something in transition defense. So, uh, you know, I think they they will get their share of second chance points. It could end up being a big stat in the game, but. Uh, you know they're gonna to have to balance that a little bit and not let Arkansas get running with their, with their really talented guards and, and Anthony Black and and Nick Smith. And then offensively, Arkansas runs a lot of ball screen action and a heavy motion offense. Um, I didn't know if you had any idea how Illinois tends to guard those sorts of sets. Do they straight up switch? Do they hedge and recover? Kind of. What are your thoughts on how Illinois will defend that heavy ball screen action? That's funny you should mention that because that was a real area of, uh, that was a big problem for him early in the season. Uh, Brad Underwood's really big on positionless basketball. He likes it. He wanted to try to switch everything early in the season and just wasn't working for him, giving up a ton of threes. Uh, so they're 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 kind of mixing it up how they defend the ball screens. If it's a if it's like a small on small uh, ball screen or handoff, they'll switch. Uh, if it's a big on small, they'll you know they'll hedge hedge or they'll fight over the top i think they've been trying to fight over the top a lot more lately and and take away the three ball but they've been playing teams like penn state who take take so many threes you know uh, arkansas they'll take their share but they're not you know they're not their offense is not really based on the three-point shot like like a team like penn state so they'll, they'll mix it up they'll they'll hedge a little bit they'll fight over the top and then they'll, they'll switch a little bit too all right, Doug, last question for you here. And, I mean, it's it's the expected last question. Your prediction for the game. You know, you, you did the the behind enemy lines with us. You predicted Arkansas to win. I, I see that you predicted Arkansas to win on your side as well. Uh, so I'm going to assume that's what you're going with still here on the podcast. I'm committed to it. I've had, you know, I've committed to it everywhere. I got Illinois uh, or Arkansas winning 72-67. I, I think the difference is um, Big Ten or these – NCAA tournament games come down to a possession game a lot. And, and uh, Illinois, I, I just don't think they can make enough shots in that type of game at the end of the game. They're not, they're not great shot makers. They're not, not a great off uh, half court uh, offensive team. And, and I, I think that's where they really struggle. And, and I, I see Arkansas kind of pulling away at the end and making the key shots and, and uh, winning and going on uh, to probably face number one seed Kansas in the second round. Well, you just made a lot of the the listeners to this podcast happy, but if there's any Illinois listeners, they won't be very happy with you. But Doug Bouchon from Orange and Blue New- Orange and Blue News, excuse me, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it, and definitely go check out Orange and Blue News if you want to get the Illinois side of things for this matchup. Thanks for your time, man. No problem. Glad to do it.